Hello everyone, it's Brother Dylan Darmel here with Holiness Preaching Online Podcast, and I'm your host. wanted to take the time to let you guys know that we have great friends of the podcast. In a couple minutes you'll hear some advertisements of podcasts and good holiness resources that we have available out there. I would highly recommend you guys go check them out. Give them a follow. Listen to their content. And I hope that they can be able to encourage you and lift you up. We have thousands of resources out there. But what about choosing a holiness resource? A Christian-based resource? So give them a follow and listen today. I know you won't be disappointed. May God richly bless you. Take care. Hi, I'm Donnie King. And I'm Donald King. We wanted to take a moment and invite you to join us in our study of the Bible on the Pod King Podcast. We studied the Bible according to how it was written in the original language, Greek and Hebrew, and how it was translated into English in the King James Version. We do two episodes a week, studying through a book of the Bible on Mondays, and we do special editions every Friday. You can find us on all major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and many more. We look forward to studying the Bible with you. Hello, welcome to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. Grab your Bible and listen to God's voice through our anointed Pentecostal holiness ministers as they deliver the burning message on their hearts. Thank you for your support. Confirmation, Brother Frankie, getting up and testifying and exhorting and then singing just one way to the pearly gate. Brother Charles began to exhort us about the way of holiness and righteousness and serving God and the truth of God. And the Holy Ghost came down. And whether you understand what just happened or not, that was the Holy Ghost putting his approval and confirmation on the exhortation in the word of God that had been spoken unto us. Amen. That there is only one way, and that way is the way of holiness. Praise God. Amen. And when that was exalted in the exhortation and in the singing, then the Holy Ghost came down. Amen. Approving of that. Praise God. And if you have any of God in you and you recognize the Spirit of God and the presence of God that is here, then we must recognize that that is exactly what that is, the confirmation, confirming his word with signs following. You say nobody got healed. No, but when the Holy Ghost moves and the power of God begins to touch people and they begin to react and respond, that is the sign of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? Praise God. That is the moving of the Spirit of God. Amen. To go along with what I'm preaching to us here this morning, it will all tie together. Amen. God confirming to us the truth of His Word. If you want to stand with us in 1 Corinthians 4, Brother Ricky preached to us last Sunday night 
and he talked to us about uh, Paul going to the Gentiles, and, and in his message he preached about uh, his stand for holiness and, and how he had been uh, persecuted to an extent from different ones for standing for the truth of God and standing against worldliness, and I appreciated that message, didn't you? And then Brother MacDonald came Thursday night and preached to us about uh, saints in Caesar's house and saints in Sardis, saints in unlikely places. And he preached to us about uh, a sanctified church. He preached to us about a church that was separated. He preached to us about uh, God building a church where it's an unlikely place and being persecuted. Did he not? Amen. Amen. And so I want to pick up where these brothers have been preaching, and I want to just kind of compliment and add to what the Holy Ghost has been doing the last few services. And I'd like to begin reading verse 9 of chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians. Amen. Verse 9, For I think that God hath set forth us, the apostles, last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. And even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. And labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat, and we are made as the filth of the world and are as the offscoring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. I'll just stop right there. Verse 10 said, we are fools for Christ's sake. Amen. Fools for Christ's sake. And I'd like to preach to us this morning about crazy Christians. Amen. Crazy Christians. Would you help me pray, Father? We're so grateful to you for the presence of the Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost that is moving among us this morning, for touching us, touching our people, touching our young people, Lord. We do not take it lightly. We do not take it for granted, Lord, what you have already done in this service and how you have confirmed to us the testimonies and the exhortations, Lord, that were given we praise you for that, Lord, and we pray that you would further work, that you would further move, uh, that you would further help us in this service today. We will be careful to give you all the praise. And all of the church, please say amen. God bless you as you're seated here today. Amen. There's never been a time in the history of our country, the United States of America, that real Christianity is under attack more than it is today. And as our country is drifting further and further away from God, there is becoming a greater hostility toward the church and toward those that are true Christians. Amen. The time frame in which we live in today has been become to be called the post-Christian era. Someone wrote this down, the post-Christian era. Uh, era means when Christianity is no longer the dominant religion of a society, but that society has gradually assumed values and cultures and worldviews that are not necessarily Christian. Amen. 
It is the de-Christianizing of a society, a post-Christian era. That's where we're living today. Amen. We see that in our country where church attendance today is lower than what it's ever been. Since the pandemic, they estimate that 30 to 50 percent of people, uh, less people going to church than it was before the pandemic started. Amen. Many churches have shut their doors. They have become what they call deconsecrated. And so they take a church that one time was viable and had people in it and they deconsecrate that church. And then they have developed a new term. They repurpose that building so that it can be sold for a business, a restaurant, or some other type of business. And that is happening all across America to the point that we have developed these words uh, that will define what we're doing to our churches as though that it is something dignified. It is something to be respectful, that we deconsecrate and we repurpose a place that was once separated Unto the worship of God. Amen. There are fewer Americans that identify today as being born again in this country than there ever has been. Amen. And really today in America to be a real Christian, it is considered crazy. Amen. If you're going to be a real born again child of God, amen, then you will be considered crazy. Our modern society has redefined what a Christian really is. And anything that deviates from their definition, then you're crazy. Amen. If you don't fit into the mold of what they think that you ought to be as a Christian, uh, then you are crazy. Today, when you and I as conservative Christians stand for biblical truth, uh, we are called bigots. We're called hate mongers. We're called intolerant. We're called non-inclusive. Uh, the words that we say is called hate speech, uh, and then oftentimes it leads to persecution if you have a conservative biblical value. Have you seen that in your life? Have you seen it in our society? If you've been paying attention, certainly you have, amen, that you and I today are considered crazy by much of the world in which we live. Well, I want to preach to you here this morning, if the Lord had helped me, true Christians have always been considered crazy by the world. Amen. Isn't that right? I said if you're a real Christian, when you look into the Bible and you look into history uh, and a sinful society, which the Bible labels as the world, has always looked upon a real Christian as something that is crazy. Amen. This phenomenon has not just begun in our day and time, but it has always been that way since the beginning of time. It was that way in our text in the days of the Apostle Paul. And we read here where Paul said that we are fools for Christ. Uh, amen. He went on in verse 13 and said we are defamed. Uh, we are made the filth of the world, uh, the offscoring of all things. In verse 9, we're a spectacle to the world and we are buffeted and persecuted. Uh, amen. And even in Paul's day in the time of miracles in the early church, uh, in the time where the power of God was moving on a daily basis uh, and people were brought back from the dead and eyes were blinded, eyes were open and, and uh, the lame were leaping for joy, they still in that day and time was considered crazy. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I want to talk to you about crazy Christians. Amen. 
I want to tell you something. Real Christians should never fit into the society of the world. Amen. If you as a Christian fit into your society and people don't look at you, people that are lost and people that don't know God or know anything about God, uh, and they don't look at you in a little bit different perspective, uh, amen, then something is lacking in your experience uh, in serving God. Can you say amen to that? Real Christians are never politically correct, amen. I said we're never PC. That's the term, you know, you've got to be PC. You've got to be politically correct. Uh, amen. I think we just need to be powerfully connected. Amen. Uh, that's the PC that you and I ought to be. Uh, a real Christian never fits in or pleases the society. Uh, they only are concerned with pleasing the Savior. Glory be to God. Uh, and if we'll please the Savior, uh, whether or not that pleases society, we will be happy. Uh, society is governed by the devil, by Satan. Amen. He is the God of this world. Anything that happens in this world, dear friend, will run in opposition to the kingdom of God because the devil is in control of it. And so it is only natural that the world is contrary to Christianity. Praise God. And it's only natural that the world would look upon a real Christian as something that is strange, as something that is different as something that is a little bit uh, eccentric and crazy. Isn't that right? Uh, to the unregenerated mind, the Christian is crazy. Amen. Amen. The actions in the life of a child of God, as the Apostle Paul uh, said here, they're called fools for Christ. But in this book of Corinthians, he deals a little bit more with this subject. Uh, in chapter 2 and verse 14, he said, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Amen. You try to talk to anybody that is lost uh, about the things of God, uh, and they're going to look at you a little bit strange, amen, because it's foolishness to them. Unless they have the Spirit of God in them, uh, they can't comprehend it. They can't understand it. They just can't get it. Isn't that right? Until they themselves get saved. Until they themselves have an experience and the Spirit of God comes into their life, then it will be foolishness unto them. In chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, Paul said in verse 18, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of God hallelujah amen listen now this is something I want us to get here for it is written God said I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent where is the wise where is the scribe where is the disputer of this world hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews, it's a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, it is foolishness. But under them which are called, both Jew and Greek, 
Christ is the power of God, the preaching of the cross. And if you can understand these scriptures right here, God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. There's sometimes that we feel like that because we're persecuted or because we're looked at as strange or different, that it is an unintended consequence of being a Christian. Notice what I'm preaching right now. Amen. I said sometimes we think it's an unintended consequence. Amen. God did not intend for it to be that way. It has just got to be that way because we're Christians. And that's just a part of being a Christian is you've got to deal with these things. But that's not what the Bible is teaching here, my friend. Amen. God did it on purpose. Glory to God. I said God did it on purpose. It's not an unintended consequence. It is a purposeful act of a divine almighty mighty God who said I want my people to be different. I want my people to stand out. I want my people to look different, to act different, to talk different. I want them, amen, the world to know that they are my people. If you notice what the Bible said, God chose the foolish things. Amen. He could have done it any way he wanted to do it. To bring to naught the, the wisdom of man. Man thinks they're smart. Man thinks that they are wise. But God said, all right, I'll take the foolish things and I'll prove to you that you're not as smart as what you think you are. And so God chose preaching and God chose a cross, amen, for his son to die on. And God chose a church and God chose a pastor, amen, the foolish things of the world. I'm not going to a church. I'm not going to sit under a pastor. I'm not going to believe on a man dying on a cross. I'm not going to go for all of that foolishness. But that is exactly what God chose. Amen. To show this world. He doesn't need your wisdom. He can take a man on a cross. He can take a man behind a pulpit. He can take a man preaching from a Bible to save them that believe. And it has become the power of God. Hallelujah. What we live is not an unintended consequence. Amen. It was a purpose. It was the plan. It was pleasing. It pleased him for, by the foolishness of preaching. Uh, amen. To save them that believe. Amen. Amen. What do y'all get out of going down there and listening to somebody holler and scream at you for 45 minutes? Ever had anybody say that to you? Amen. Why do y'all go to church giving that money to that preacher to that church? Amen. Pouring your what called tithe. Amen. Y'all are a foolish bunch of people. Amen. Y'all are a foolish bunch of people. The word of God has come to pass. The ones that are the most learned. The ones that have the highest education in this country. The ones that deem themselves the elite. Amen. Of the academia in this nation are the ones that are the furthest from the truth of God because God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And if they don't humble themselves down and get away from their learning, amen, get away from their earthly wisdom, they'll die and go to hell. Amen. But oh, that's simple. Amen. Country, a man and woman who lives a simple life, but they believe 
believe the word of God and they believe the truth of God. Amen. They'll one day pass through the pearly gates. Amen. Into that celestial city and be crowned as a king and as a prince before the almighty God of heaven because they chose the foolish things. They accepted the foolish things. Can you say amen? I hate to tell you. Well, I don't hate to tell you, but I will tell you. You're a bunch of crazy Christians. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. That's what the world thinks about you and me is we're just crazy Christians. Amen. Amen. Brother MacDonald preached to us. He had no idea of what I was studying on, but he preached to us about being a saint of God. Amen. Being a saint of God and saints, uh, amen, in unlikely places, uh, amen. And I'm going to preach to you here this morning uh, that what the world calls crazy uh, is really our calling, amen. Uh, that you and I have been called uh, to be a saint of God. Uh, in Romans 1 verse 7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Amen. How many? To all. Amen. Every man, every woman, every young person, you have been called to be a saint of God. In 1 Corinthians, he writes to the church at Corinth and much the same words in verse 2, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all in in every place that call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. All that are saved are called to be saints. Amen. Glory be to God. What the world calls crazy is really our calling from God to be a saint of God. Amen. The word saint means a sanctified one. Praise God. One, as it has been mentioned this morning, that is set apart from sin and set apart unto God. One commentary wrote about the word saint. In the Greek, it is hagios. In the Hebrew, it is kadosh. And it means it is applied to anything that is set apart to the service of God. The temple was set apart. The sacrifices, the utensils, the garments of the priest and the priest themselves. This word was applied to the Jews as a people that was set apart uh, under God from other nations. And it is also applied to Christians uh, as they are separated from other men, uh, from other objects and pursuits, uh, and they are consecrated unto God. Amen. You and I have been called by God uh, to be a saint of God. Amen. A saint is not a statue in a Catholic church. Can you say amen? It's not somebody that's been beatified by the Pope uh, that has to perform so many miracles and do so many good deeds. Uh, no, I'll tell you what a saint of God is. Uh, it is a born-again, blood-washed child of God uh, whose name has been written in the book of life, uh, who is living a consecrated, dedicated life. Uh, amen. You are a saint of God. Uh, so I say greetings to you, St. Josh. Hallelujah. Greetings to you, St. Tyler. Uh, amen greeting to you here saints of God can you say amen you and I have been called to be separated unto God as a saint and we've also been called to be separated unto God from the world isn't that right called to be a saint amen and we've been called thank God to separation from the world amen 
Amen. If you don't like holiness preaching, you probably won't like my message here this morning. Amen. But if you like what you felt, amen, when the Holy Ghost was moving, the only reason we can feel what we felt this morning, amen, is because of one word, and that's holiness. Can you say amen? I said it's because of one word. We've been called to separation. 2 Corinthians 6, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part that he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And here it is, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and be a father to you and ye shall be my sons and daughters you are to shout over that that I can be a son of God that I can be a daughter of God because of one word holiness that calls us to separation from the world that calls us to separate ourselves unto God can somebody shout amen to the preaching right here this morning. I said God has called us to be a saint and he's called us to be separated. Hallelujah. Brother MacDonald mentioned this verse the other night in 1 Peter chapter number 4. Amen. Chapter number 4. Praise God. Chapter 2 first of all. Then we'll go to 4 in a moment. Amen. As lively stones you built a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Then in verse 9, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You remember Brother MacDonald preaching about being a peculiar people. Hallelujah. That ye should show forth the praises of him that hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. The word in its context means to be a special treasure. Amen. Something set apart under God. But it is also true in our English idea of the word peculiar. Amen. That we have been set apart. Amen. We have been made different. Can you say amen? The Lord has called us to separation. The Lord has called us to be a peculiar people. Don't think it's strange if somebody laughs at you. Don't think it's strange if somebody persecutes you and mocks you and puts you down for what you live. Amen. Because God has called us unto that. Amen. What the world calls crazy, the Bible calls it our calling. Amen. Called to be a peculiar people unto the Lord. We're called also to holiness. First Thessalonians 4, the Bible said, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God. Amen. That's what I want to do, don't you? I want to walk the way God wants us to walk. I want to please God. For ye know what commandment that we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and in honor. Glory to God for verse 7. 
brethren, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Amen. I said God called us to be a saint. God called us to be sanctified. And God called us to holiness. And verse 8 is very important for you to understand. He that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God. Amen. When we despise holiness, we are not despising the preacher. We are not despising man. We are despising God. I said it's your calling, amen, to be crazy to the world. Amen. Amen. Follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Isn't that what the Bible teaches in Hebrews 12? Verse 14, praise God. Don't, don't get uh, quiet on me here this morning. Amen. I said, don't quieten down on me a little bit. Amen. Let's keep the presence of God in our midst uh, so we can get back around this altar in just a few moments uh, and the Spirit of God continue what He begun. Uh, hallelujah. You bunch of crazy Christians. Uh, when the world looks at you uh, and because you have standards in your life, uh, holiness standards uh, that are rooted in the Bible, uh, that are printed in the word of God some of them are as black and white as the nose of your face isn't that right some of them are as clear as it can be others you have to see the principles as you read through the Bible of separation and sanctification and of holiness unto God but you and I that live a life of separation from the world are considered crazy by the world around us amen Brother Ricky mentioned it the other night. Because we don't look at the entertainment of the world. We have standards, don't we? Amen. Praise God. The holiness people have always preached against television. Brother Ricky mentioned that the other night. Amen. And I love it when I walk through Walmart and they're selling direct TV. Praise God. And he says, hey, buddy, stop just a minute and let me give you this offer about direct TV. Amen. And when I look at them and say, sir, I haven't had a television in 30-something years. Amen. Their jaw drops open. Their eyes pop open. And they say, you don't have a TV? Amen. You don't even have one television? I said, no, sir. I got rid of that when I got saved. Amen. I'll tell them how many years ago it's been. You know what that man's thinking about me? There goes a crazy man right there. There goes a crazy man right there. Come on here. Amen. Because we don't have the entertainment of the world. We don't listen to the music of the world. We don't go to the movie theaters. We don't even watch it on our phones. Can you say amen? We don't do Netflix. We don't download movies of Hollywood. No, no. Amen. Because of that, we're considered crazy. Amen. Oh, God of heaven, amen. Because of the life we live, the world looks at us as crazy, amen. Amen. We don't watch Alabama football. No, we don't. Amen. They think we're crazy because we don't go to high school football games, amen. They think we're crazy. I know what football does to you. I play uh, high school ball. I played one year of college ball. Uh, I know what it does inside the heart of those young men. Uh, I know what it does to the ones sitting in the bleachers, the pride, uh, amen, that it brings. Uh, amen, the fist fights, the cussing, uh, the drinking, amen, uh, that goes along with every part of it. Can you say amen? Uh, amen, it is a God. It is just like, uh, amen, the old gladiators, uh, amen, out in the arenas. Everybody's wanting to watch, uh, amen, and my team 
team, amen, to beat their team. Amen. You ever seen a couch potato? Amen. He weighs 450 pounds. Amen. And he's sitting on the couch and he said, that's my team. Amen. And we beat them. Come on. And he's sitting on the couch. Amen. He didn't have anything in the world to do with it. But that's my team. Come on now. I said the devil gets a hold of people. The devil gets a hold of their hearts and their minds. Amen. And they don't even realize it. But holiness people are separated. Holiness people are sanctified. Holiness people live a different way of life. And the world thinks we're crazy. Amen. Because our boys dress like boys and our girls dress like girls, we're crazy. Amen. They've told us we're crazy for years because of my wife. I've never seen my wife in a pair of pants. Amen. When I began dating her, she wore dresses and skirts all the time. Amen. I've never seen my girls in a pair of pants. Matter of fact, I never saw any one of my two grandmothers in a pair of pants. I don't ever remember seeing my mother in a pair of pants. Amen. Praise God, my mother, amen, just testified and said she's been in church saved 51 years. And, uh, and uh, thank God for that. Uh, and she's on her way out of this world. That's right. 70s, what, 5, 76 years of age, we know that there's a limit to our life. Uh, she's getting close to leaving this world and going into eternity. Uh, what does it really matter if I get to wear uh, something that's ungodly? Isn't that right? Uh, I said, what does it really matter uh, when I leave this world? Amen. Glory be to God. I said, the world calls us crazy, uh, but it's not so crazy anymore uh, when our little boys are wanting to be queers and homosexuals uh, and transvestites and transgenders. Uh, amen. When they're wanting to be. Our girls are wanting to walk around with a billfold in their pocket. Our girls are wanting to walk around, amen, like a butch. Amen. Walk around, amen, like a dyke. Walk around like something that is ungodly and impure. You say, preacher, that's pretty plain. You walk out those doors and you're living in a plain world. And somebody needs to understand the reason why we're in a society like we're in today because somebody got away from the old holy in this path. I said somebody got away where God said it is an abomination for a man to put on a woman's garment and it's an abomination for a woman to put on a man's garment. Cross dressing is an abomination. Can you say amen? I said it's an abomination in the eyes of God and that's why we're in the shape we're in. Hallelujah. Come on now. We're just going to preach a little holiness to us here today. Praise God. It's already been confirmed by the Holy Ghost. Uh, I said the Lord's done put his stamp of approval on it. You may not like it, but God does. Hallelujah. He put it in his Bible. Can you say amen? You say, well, preacher, that's the Old Testament. Amen. That dressing uh, is in the Old Testament. Well, 1 Peter chapter 3 is the New Testament. Amen. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, it tells very plainly there uh, that our women today uh, ought to dress like the women of old like Sarah who called Abraham Lord. Amen. Sarah was under that dispensation where God said it's an abomination. And Peter said women today ought to dress just like they did back then in a separate distinct garment. Amen. From a man. Hallelujah. Amen. We ought not have to preach all this but we do today because some people's getting so confused. Amen. From the president on down are getting confused. Amen. That's why when you go into those bathrooms, 
On the right-hand side, there's a little depiction of a, of a metal person in a dress. If you don't know what that means, boys, don't go in that bathroom. Amen. How many of you boys have ever went in that bathroom and the girls to use the bathroom? Raise your hands. Amen. Good. Praise God. That means you know that a girl is supposed to have a dress on. How many of you girls ever went in the other side where, there, where there's a, the shape of a boy with, with pants on and went there to use the restroom? Raise your hand. Amen. Good. Praise God. At least you know the difference. Amen. I said, at least you know that. How can we tell? There's no words. There's no braille. Come on here. There's no. There's nothing else except the symbol. Amen. Of a little individual in a dress, and we know that that's for the women. And then on the other side is a symbol of an individual. Amen. With breeches is the old word. Breeches on pants, and we know that's for the men. Amen. You got enough common sense to know. I said, you got enough common sense to know that a woman ought to wear a dress and a man ought to wear britches. Come on here now. Amen. That's what it's been in this country from the time that this country was founded. Amen. When the pilgrims stepped onto the shore of this country, their women had on dresses and their men had on britches. Amen. But when rebellion came in the early 1900s and America began to backslide. Amen. For 300 years we had no question. For 300 years there was no question of what to buy taught but then all of a sudden amen Hollywood comes along and movie stars come along and everybody wants to be like Europe and everybody wants to be like Paris and everybody wants to be like Hollywood and things begin to change and from that mark in history it is plain to see homosexuality came to America divorce and remarriage came to America amen broken homes and broken lives and little children torn apart from their parents came to America. You can see it as plain. Amen. It's a nose on your face if you're willing to look. I said the old time holiness way is still the right way. Hallelujah. They may say it's crazy, but it's your calling. Amen. It's our calling from God to be holiness. Praise God. To dress gender specific. That a man would look like a man. That you can tell they're a man. And a woman would look like a woman. And you can tell they're a woman. Not only in the clothing, but in the Bible. It's gender specific with the hair. Amen. In 1 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 11. It's a shame for a man to have long hair. Amen. It is a shame for a man to have a mullet. It is a shame for a man to have, amen, whatever else these new hairdos to get his little perm or whatever these boys I see everywhere are doing. It is a shameful thing. Can you say amen? And it is a shame. The same scripture said it's a, a woman to be shorn or shaven. It is a shame unto her for her long hair is given unto her for her glory. Can you say amen? Glory be to God. That's still the right way. Amen. You don't believe it? Look at all the butchers. They cut their hair off as short as mine. Amen. That's right. They're so confused. Amen. I don't get it, but the woman don't like men. But when she gets with her girlfriend, one of them's a boy, one of them's a girl. <laughs> Does that make any sense? When that queer doesn't want to be with a woman, and he gets his boyfriend, one of them's the man, one of them's the woman, amen. 
To me, their own foolishness proves that they know that they are wrong. Amen. They know that God made a man and God made a woman or else they would just be two men or two women. Amen. They wouldn't have a distinction between them. Amen. Even they themselves prove. Uh, amen. And, and uh, one of them uh, talked just like a girl. I ain't even going to try to do it because I don't want to be suspect. Can you say amen? I don't even want to try to do it. Uh, one of them uh, talked like a little, a little prissified girl. They walked like a girl. Uh, amen. My God in heaven. Uh, amen. Do you not see where we're at in this country? Uh, do you not see what's going on in this land? Uh, amen. And then to sit back and say, oh, I believe you got to do all of that. I don't believe you got to go that far. I don't believe you got to live that way. They may call you crazy, but thank God it's my calling. I said it's my calling and I intend to live by it until the day that I die. If you can say amen, say amen to the preaching here this morning. Amen. Gender specific in your clothes, gender specific in your hair and modest. Amen. Walk around with long sleeves or long pants on, and they say you're crazy. Amen. Man, if you're crazy, it's so hot, you ought to you ought to get you a short sleeve shirt or take that shirt off or or go around in a wife beater. Amen. Call you crazy because you got on a shirt. Amen. Amen. Not gonna be so crazy whenever melanoma eats them up either. Amen. Being out in the sun, them sunspots start turning into cancer. And they're having to go to the doctors and they're cutting cutting on them. Is that right? Come on here now. Amen. I can show you people right now. They're all over their body because they took their clothes off. Amen. Get out in a, not only in a sun and get a tan, but pay to go into a tanning bed. And then, Brother Gerald, I got a new business for you. They get spray painted. Amen. They even got they even got uh, uh, bondo on them makeup. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. They put the bondo on them, sand it down, rub it in good, sand it and get it smooth. Amen. And then spray theirself. And we're crazy, right? We're the ones crazy. Isn't that right? Come on here now. <laughs> oh, you bunch of crazy Christians. Amen. Amen. Modesty, with shame facing it with sobriety, because we don't want our girls, amen, to look like harlots. We're crazy. Because we want our young men to be respectable and, dig- and, and have some dignity about themselves. They call us crazy. Amen. Amen. No, it's our calling. I'll tell you this. They may call us crazy, but at least our boys know they're boys. And our girls know that they're girls. Our marriages stay together. Our, children's don't become, our children don't become drug addicts. Our bodies are much, much healthier. Our money goes a lot further. Hollywood does not control our minds. And social media does not control our vote. Can you say amen? Praise God. Being crazy to this world, it will lead you to some persecution. You need to be aware of that. You need to know this morning that people are going to think you're crazy in this world and they will talk about you and they will run you down. As a matter of fact, our Lord himself warned us about that. In the book of St. John, Jesus told us about the persecution that was coming. If the world hate you, 
Jesus said, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, and I have chosen you out of the world. That's words in red, my friend. I've chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. And if they have persecuted me, listen, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, thank God they will keep yours also. But all of these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Amen. 2 Timothy 3, 12, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Amen. We suffer a lot today. We get talked about. We get run down. We get called names. We get, we get the evil eye. We get looked at funny. Amen. And we can't hardly stand that. Come on in. I said we can't hardly take it because somebody says something against us. But if you were living in the early church and you were one of those crazy Christians then, you got more than talked about, amen. You got more than just a name called at you, amen. We know that Stephen was stoned in the book of Acts and James was beheaded. Philip was scourged and then crucified. Matthew was slain with a halberd. Andrew was crucified on an X cross. Mark was dragged to pieces. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. Jude was crucified. Bartholomew was crucified. Thomas was thrust through with a sword. Simon was crucified. Luke was hanged at an olive tree. And John was boiled in oil, and then he was banished to the island of Patmos, and God spared his life. Amen. They were sowed inside of the wild beasts. They were attacked by dogs until they died. They were waxed and fixed to trees and set on fire. They were blamed for every bad thing that happened, famine or pestilence. Amen. They would cry to the lions, to the bears, the hogs, and the gladiators. Amen. But God helped them. Praise God. I said God helped them. And they would watch their church people, their families, their loved ones give their life for the cause of Christ. And those crazy Christians would keep on going to church. Amen. Those crazy Christians would go right back to the prayer meeting. And they would continue serving the Lord. Ignatius was the bishop of Antioch. He wrote to the church at Rome not to, <coughs> and asked them not to rescue him whenever they went to martyr him. <coughs> and so he wrote this before he died to the church. And I quote, now I begin to be a disciple. Praise God. If you take that first statement of Ignatius and digest it, now I'm on my way to be martyred. Now I really am going to become a disciple. Praise God. He said, I care for nothing of visible or invisible things so that I may win Christ. Let fire and the cross, let the, the companies of wild beasts, let breaking of bones and tearing of limbs, let the grinding of the whole body and all the malice of the devil come upon me. Be it so, only may I win Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. When he was sentenced to the beast and he heard the lion's roar, he proclaimed, I am the wheat of Christ, and I'm going to be ground with the teeth of wild beasts, that I may be found pure bread. Praise God. Oh, crazy Christian. Isn't that right? Amen. History tells about a prophet who was martyred for the gospel's sake. They built a fire around him, and they tied him to a stake. But the fire would not consume him, so they pierced him with a sword. 
The blood ran down and put out the fire, but still he praised the Lord. He said, all these years I've served him and he's always done me good. I won't repent and I won't recant, so tell me why I should. Glory. That was Polycarp. Hallelujah. And it really did happen. Amen. They tied him to a stake, uh, and he said, you don't have to tie my hands. I can stand it, praise God. The one who has kept me will keep me through the fire. Uh, amen. They put the fagons around him uh, and began to light the fire. Uh, his blood put out the fire, so they pierced him with a sword. Glory be to God. Uh, hallelujah. Thank God, an old crazy Christian. Can you say amen? You say, preacher, they've been talking about me. They've been running me down. Uh, glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. Let them talk on. You can talk about me. You can scandalize my name. But I'm going on with my Jesus just the same. Hallelujah. Let me preach on just a little bit. The early church was called the Church of the Catacombs. 600 miles of tunnels underneath the city of Rome. And when the catacombs were discovered, they went in and they began to open up the, uh, the, the tombs of the Christians where they buried, they lived underground because of, of, of the persecution. I said they lived underground because of the persecution. You ever heard of the underground church in China or in Russia that just symbolized that there is a church there but that church was really an underground church amen they went underground and lived and there amen they had church and they buried their dead and when they opened up the tombs of those Christians they found heads were, were severed from the bodies shoulder blades and other bones were broken bones were charred from being burned at the stake amen but then they look over the inscriptions of the tombs of the Christians Christians, these bunch of crazy Christians. And one said, Here lies Marcia, put to rest in a dream of peace. Hallelujah. Another one said, Victorious in peace and in Christ. Another said, Being called away, he went in peace. Another said, Born away of the angels. They were martyred to death. They were crucified. They were burnt at the stake. They were tormented and they were tortured. But they were crazy enough. Amen. To put that on the, uh, the epitaph of their loved ones. Uh, that they died in peace. Uh, uh, glory be to God. Bunch of crazy people. I said they're a bunch of crazy people who after being persecuted, uh, who after being talked about, will still go on and serve the Lord. Amen. The symbols that they found above their tombs. The good shepherd with his flock. A ship under full sail. Harps. Anchors, crowns, hallelujah, vine, amen. And most of all, they found the fish, praise God, hallelujah. Being a Christian will lead you to resentment, but it will also lead you to a reward. Glory be to God. I said it will lead you to a reward. Let me read you what Jesus said in what has been called the most famous sermon that has ever been preached, the Sermon on the Mount. You ever heard of the ten Beatitudes? Amen. The word Beatitude means supremely blessed. Amen. You read through that list. It's not a list that you would expect. But number 10, or number 8 rather, on the list, in verse 10, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Praise God. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. There will be resentment, but thank God there will be a great reward. Hallelujah. Great is your reward in heaven. Amen. Peter said, Think it not strange concerning this fiery trial which is sent to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Glory be to God. But there is going to be a great reward, he said. Amen. Amen. There is going to be a great reward. For after this manner, thank you, God, they prosecuted, persecuted rather the, the saints that were in the Old Testament. Second Timothy said, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Hallelujah. One more scripture I want to read. As the Apostle Paul, who said, if you're persecuted, you're going to reign with him, went on to say, amen, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith, and I've finished my course. And henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only but also all of them that love his appearing. Praise God. There's a resentment, but thank God there's a, re a reward. And best of all, there's a rapture. Hallelujah. Best of all, the Lord is coming. We've sung about it here today, but in 1 John 3, Beloved, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. There's coming a rapture for all those crazy Christians. <laughs> Noah, you're the craziest fool I've ever saw. Building that boat out here in the middle of nowhere. Amen. They would travel for miles, Brother Mark White, to get gopher wood after they ran out. Amen. Took them 120 years, many say, to build that boat. A lot of wood involved in that boat. Amen. Pitching it on the inside and the out, you're a fool. Glory be to God. You're crazy, Noah. One window in the top, how are you going to breathe in that thing? Amen. They laughed, they mocked, but oh, when the rain began to fall and the fountains of the deep opened up and the thunder began to roll and the lightning began to flash, old Noah wasn't so crazy after all. Isn't that right? Glory to God. And he was lifted up. Oh, crazy Noah and his family. Amen. You're depriving your kids, Noah. You won't let them go do anything with us. All you're making them do is build that ark. They got to work on that ark. You're depriving your kids. Amen. But whenever that ark rose up, there was mama, there was daddy, there was those boys and their wives. Amen. His family was lifted up above that flood. They called him crazy because they wouldn't let his kids have the things of the world. But it lifted him up. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. One of these days, Brother Josh was singing, while you're getting down on the other side of town, the choice I made is going to be lifting me out of here. Stand with me here today. Praise God. Father. I thank you, Lord, for the call of God. I thank you, Lord, that when you called me to salvation, it did not stop there, but you called me to sanctification, Lord. 
You called me to holiness, Lord. You called me to live right. You called me, Lord, and I'm answering that call today in my life. Lord, my family, my friends, my co-workers, my neighbors, they've all called me crazy. They all said I was a fool, Lord. But I realize now I am a fool to the world. I am crazy to the world. But God, it's my calling. And I will make my calling and my election sure here this morning. And I pray, God, for those of our church right here today that have faced resentment, they have faced persecution, they have been talked about, they have been discouraged, they have been put down because of the stand that they take. Lord, we know that there's no other church in this community that has the standards that we have. We know, God, that we're talked about in the church and outside of the church. We know that, Lord. We know that, God. Hallelujah. But, Lord, it is our choice to suffer. It is our choice to suffer the reproach, to bear the reproach, that we may obtain the reward. Hallelujah. Heaven. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Would you slip your hands up and ask the Lord to help us here this morning? Sister Trisha, come and help us in here. Thank God before we come and pray, I want to sing this little song. It's been on my heart. Yeah. 
like this verse, hallelujah. Well, I don't mind fighting Satan. His temptations will surely come. But very soon all his darkness will be lifted. When God sends his only son, I'm going where the wicked shall cease from troubling. And the weary shall be at rest. And all the saints of the ages, oh, we will sit at his Cause we're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching onward to Zion, that beautiful city of Zion. Oh yes, we're marching to Bible that said that the wicked there the wicked shall cease from trouble again. They talked about him, they run him down, amen. They persecuted him. But he said, I'm going to a place where the wicked can no more trouble my life. And the weary that have lived in this world and suffered along with him are gonna be at rest. Glory be to God. Can you say heaven's gonna be worth the journey when I get there? Glory be to God. Heaven's going to be worth the journey when I get there. Praise God. I don't mind being talked about. I don't mind being scorned. Because every time they talk about me, that is just one more star in my crown. Going where the wicked shall cease from troubling. Come and gather in around this altar. Hallelujah, let's worship the Lord. And all of the saints of the ages, we will sit at his feet and be blessed. I'm going where the wicked shall cease from troubling, and the weary shall be at rest. All of the saints of the ages, will surely come but very soon his darkness will be lifted when God sends his only son I'm going where the wicked shall cease from troubling and the weary shall be at rest and all of the saints of the ages we will sit at his feet and be Tales of Polycarp, martyred for the gospel's sake, they built a fire around him. 
tied him to a stake, but the fire would not consume him. So they pierced him with a sword. Blood ran down, put out the fire, but still he praised the Lord. Said, all these years I've served him, and he's always done me good. I won't repent, I won't repent. Tell me why I should. He ain't never done me nothing ever. Done me nothing but good. Oh, no. I gave my heart to Jesus, took him as my savior, cast my lot to the chosen few, headed out toward heaven, but soon I was forsaken, friends left one by one, but the good Lord walked out alone beside me, never left me alone, he fed me when I was hungry, cheered me when I was sad, he has been the dearest friend I've ever had. Would you sing it with me? Nothing does ever. Nothing does ever. Sing it to the devil. Oh, he ain't never ever. Nothing, nothing ever. Nothing, nothing but good. Oh, he ain't never ever. Nothing, nothing ever. Nothing, nothing but good. Oh, Joe was a righteous man. Devil could not doubt it. He surely loved his Savior. There was no doubt about it. Satan cursed his body from his feet to his head and told him all his children had over there. Job's wife said, Why don't you just curse your God and die? Job said, Hey, woman, you speak like a foolish child. He ain't never ever done me nothing ever. Amen. Get your family in that travel trailer. Amen. Selling your house out, taking them across the country. Amen. They're just crazy, aren't they? I said they're just crazy. No, I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to see the miracle power of God. I said they're going to see the miracle power of God. Amen. Sister White, y'all could have stayed in that little farmhouse. Amen. And did not obey the Lord. And your boy could have been a drug addict. And your girl could have been lost out in the world. I believe because you obeyed God, God's going to move. And God's going to bless you. Amen. For just being an old crazy Christian. Can you say amen? Yeah. Glory be to God. church in a little storefront building, no property, no money, and no people. Come on here now. Amen. Started with absolutely zero. Amen. I said started with absolutely zero. It wasn't a church split. It wasn't somebody saying come and preach for us. Amen. We just heard the call of God and we obeyed God. And I believe my girls are in church today because I was crazy enough.
enough, amen, to live for God. I said, I was crazy enough to obey the Lord. If I had disobeyed God, I don't know where my family would be today. I said, it'll pay to be a little crazy. It'll pay to serve the Lord. As my savior, cast my lot with a chosen few and started out toward heaven. Soon I was forsaken, friends left one by one. But the good Lord walked out alone beside me, he's never left me alone. He fed me when I was hungry, he cheered me when I was sad. He has been the dearest friend. <laughs> well, he, he ain't never ever done me nothing ever. church. Uh, 51 years. Amen. Some maybe longer than that. Uh, amen. What would make them stay in church? What would make them live this way? Uh, glory be to God. It's got to be something to it. Can you say amen? I said it's got to be something to it. Hallelujah. correct Christian I'm not a modern post Christianum Christian Hallelujah. I'm one of them crazy Christians yeah hellfire brimstone preacher that's right holy roller you got it praise God not ashamed of it amen tongue talking yes sir you, ain't, you don't speak in tongues yes we do every time the Holy Ghost moves on us praise God Y'all don't run and shout, oh yeah, when the Spirit of God, there's nothing like it. You need to come and let it get on you. Hallelujah. That's what you need to do instead of putting your head down. Y'all go to that hole. Yeah, but you know. Yes, sir, you need to come try it out for yourself. Man, when I got saved, when I got delivered, let me tell you what God did for me the other night. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how God heals and God said you need to come see what God is doing. Amen. I studied this message this week. I read where one man, and he talked about the, the society at large, what's going on. And he said the homosexuals have come out of the closet and the conservative Christians are going back into the closet. Amen. They're afraid to say what they believe. They're afraid to stand for anything. That's why they're taking their names off the churches. They don't want anybody to know that they're a church of God or assembly of God or a holiness church because that tells doctrine. It tells they believe in something or they're one of them crazy ones. Amen. You know what? Amen, Brother Tyler. What was in my heart this week? God called us out to be different. Amen. You take two magnets and you try to put the two positive ends together or you put the two negative ends that's the same together, it always repels one another. If 
we are the same as the world, it will repel the world. It will push them away from us. You ever heard that old saying, opposites attract, amen? But when you turn one of those magnets around, one positive and one negative, amen, praise God, it makes a contact, it's a drawing power. Amen. I can promise you one thing. There's no other church in this community that gets talked about more than this church. There's no other church. The name of it is mentioned more than this church. There's no other preacher or pastor that the name is well known than this preacher. Not because I'm a good preacher, but because of what we stand for. Can you say amen? I said this church is well known in this community. Amen. Not because we're the same, but because we're different. Not because, amen. Amen, we look like them, but because we don't. Amen, because we are separated. It has a drawing. It has an attraction. Amen, Brother McDonald preached so good the other night. And he said that man came to him that was a cusser. And he said, Preacher, I want you to pray for me and my wife because we're in trouble. Brother McDonald had a magnetism, a drawing effect because it was the opposite of what that man was. He didn't want another cusser praying for him. He didn't want another whoremonger praying for him. He wanted somebody that was living right. And your family will be the same way. They don't want a priest that's getting drunk with them every Sunday. Amen. To pray for them. They want somebody that's living right. Hallelujah. Amen. They're going to laugh. They're going to mock. come a day they're going to knock on your door or they're going to call you on the phone and say we need prayer Amen. we need God to help us we know that y'all can get a hold of God hallelujah I'll praise him this morning don't be ashamed Paul said I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation I'm not ashamed of holiness I'm not ashamed of the way my wife dresses I'm not ashamed of the way she looks I'm not ashamed of my girls can you say amen Glory be to God. I'm glad that they're women. I don't want to hold a man's hand. Do you? I want to reach back behind my wife's head and feel that prickly hair. Amen. I feel like I'm holding on to a man's head or something. Isn't that right? Right down the road, you can't tell if it's two men. Can't tell what it is. Amen. Sometimes... One of them looks like the man, and it's the woman. The other one looks like a woman, and it's a man. I don't know how many times my wife said, what is that? I don't know. And we look, and we watch them walk, <laughs> and we try to figure out. We know it's some kind of human. At least it looks like some kind of human. Amen. But I can't tell if it's male or female. Isn't that right? Way walking away from you. And you think, well, there goes a woman turn around a big old scraggly beard. Duck Dynasty beard, amen. <laughs> Food all in it. Feel, come on now. I want to get me a beard. Go ahead, I don't. <laughs> I don't want no slobbery beard, glory to God. <laughs> amen, I don't. Amen. I want to live separated, consecrated, dedicated. Can you say amen? Love you. Lift your hands and love him right now. Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. Let's everybody stand and love him this morning. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you honor. Father, I give you glory.
Lord, you are our God, and we serve you, we love you, we praise you this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, Praise God, hallelujah. All right, God bless you for being in church. Hi, thank you for listening to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. We hope this sermon encouraged you. If you would like to send us audio sermons to be played on the podcast or put on our website, please contact us. You can send us an email at hpoministries at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Once again, thanks for your support. May God richly bless you.